2: Hey guys, welcome to the Wickhackers Podcast with me, Daniel Coy, where I will be taking you behind the scenes of the hair side of the entertainment industry. You never know where my rants will go, so
0: stay tuned. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Before we start this episode, if you haven't installed this already, go to the Apple App Store and download the Broadway Podcast Network app. This podcast, as well as BPN's vast library of other top theater-adjacent live events, storytelling, audio plays, everything is all right there in the app. It integrates the YouTube channel. You can configure push notifications. It's got full integration with Apple CarPlay, so you can listen safely in your car. You can also add non-BPN podcast to the app so we can replace all of your existing antiquated podcast apps. So make sure to check out the Broadway Podcast Network app in the Apple App Store now or get it easily by visiting bpn.fm slash app. Hey
2: guys, welcome back to the Week Hackers podcast and it's me, Daniel, just to let you know I have like someone who's done a lot, a lot of crazy like I'm impressed, first and foremost. So we're going to just dive right into this, everyone. Please welcome my guest, Jay Lander, digital creator for Oligo, independent educator, and a unicorn magician. Welcome! Honk, honk. I need a horn. Honk, honk.
1: Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm super pumped to get into it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but with everyone listening. Like, where how did you
2: start? Cause I've been digging as I yeah. do and I'm trying to figure out where did it all start? How did you get like, you know what I mean? Like, how'd you start? How did your hair come into so, your world?
1: Yes, So that's a great question. Thank you. So I was a performer before I did anything hair, like before I was in beauty, all of that. So I was a performer, a dancer. I did it professionally and fun fact, I would make wigs, on this side for shows that I was in. So I had like in the costume shop, I would like make wigs with them to make more money. So I already found myself like doing hair, but it wasn't like, I was a performer. I was like, I'm going all in, I'm gonna be a star, Broadway, whatever, right? So I'm like, it's on. And then I got injured about three years into my contract. So it took me out. I was 20 years old. And my dancer life was stripped away from me. So Uh, I had a blog and it was a fashion blog. And back then, 2008, 2009, bloggers were the ticket and we were doing it for free. Like (laughs) we were showing up to fashion week and I had a really, really big um, blog at the time. And my husband, I met my husband and he's like, dude, you have a blog. You're like talking about fashion and hair and you're a bartender right now, dude, like let's get you into the gig. You love you to your friend's hair. You do your sister's hair. Like all of this, you're doing hair. Have you thought about going to hair school? And Daniel, listen, I went to Paul Mitchell three times before meeting him. I never signed up because I, and people know this and they'll find out here. I was kicked out at 16. So I was fighting my way through this uh, world ever since I was 16. So I was like, I have to work. I don't have time, like all this stuff. Right. So finally met him and I went to school at Palmichael School, Tampa, changed my life forever. Yeah. That's how I got started. So I was already doing beauty stuff and yeah, then yeah. blogging and then I went into the hair industry. Uh, okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get that far back.
2: So what was the like aha moment that was like, oh, like, this is it. Like, and it could be anywhere, like even like further down in your career, because your career does expand through education and, you know, inspiring people and mentoring and doing all of these things. Like, what is the one thing that's been like, oh, I'm on the right path?
1: I think it did start pretty early into my career because of mentorship. I had amazing people hold me accountable of my magic, like hold me accountable of like people paying attention to me. My dad always said that when I was growing up, it was like, dude, like everyone watches you. I'm not sure why, like, I'm still trying to figure out your magic, but you have something special within you. Trust it. And I had, you know, mentors at Palm Mitchell school, Tampa that are still in my life and that Palm Mitchell culture, even though I'm not with them anymore, that are still in my life, still mentoring me. And I kind of realized, you know, from the jump, like, this is what I was made for to be in the beauty industry and just building credibility there. Like there's unlimited opportunities. And I knew that, like, I knew I could go anywhere. I just had to speak up, ask to be in the room, do the things no one else wanted to do and just be there to gain credibility, you know, Mm. and experience and knowledge. And along the way, you know, I think as well for being so free at a young age and having to figure it out, I had nothing to lose. So it, it started from the job.
2: Okay. All right. Wow. What is, so I know you do a lot of mentoring, you have a mentor program. So what is one of the most frustrating points that you try to get across to your students or mentores that kind of like, like you want to like, like like bash your head or bash their head. I know I want to smack people. Um, like, why is not you just listen? Like, what is that one? Well, yes. or a couple things, or what is the, the the genre that you're like, always like, it's a common thread.
1: Yeah, I think this is a fabulous question. And I think my biggest frustration is self-worth that mm. a lot of people don't believe they can do it like 80%. Mm, mm, mm. And I'm glad that these stylists and entrepreneurs and, you know, people in our industry trust me enough to lean in to their vulnerability, to, you know, ask the hard questions, to be uncomfortable because it starts with you. Like you have to have that that grit, you have to have that belief system within yourself to say, no, actually, this is really, really, really fucking hard, but I can do it. Like, so I mm. I think my biggest thing is like, I look at someone and I go, they have no clue the magic that's within them. And I just want to shake them up and like, just like <laughs> scream. And I do cause I'm like, wake up. The only person that's in the way is you. Now here are some tips and tricks on like how to work on self-love, how to really regain your focus. So I think that's number one worth is the biggest. And I think we can all relate to that. Whoa. And it's, we're all full of trauma. It's fine. Right. We are Legit. like, it's, it's the industry. And also I think the consistency, I, I ah. see a lot of people fall off that. Oh, are, I may
2: steal that. I hope you don't mind.
1: Yes, for sure. We're in this together, baby. But yeah, the consistency, I think that a lot of people are on the right path and then they give up or they get distracted or they allow their self-worth mm. to like dig deeper. People around them that Aren't their biggest raving fans, and they let them affect who they are and where they're going. And that's why it's lonely at the top. Like you have to really dig deep, and it's consistency being consistent.
2: I mean, okay, so most of the the listeners here are. Fellow Broadway people, people who do wigs, yeah. they love wigs, and so they're yes. also non-union, so or non-non-licensed. Uh, so I want to, like, I always recommend to go to beauty school to have the certification, yes. so you have all that. What do you say to someone? Like, what do you normally say? What's your? I mean, I've been bashing them in their head <laughs> with going <laughs> yeah. to school. They just go get your piece of paper. You're gonna know half the shit at the end of the time you're on, like. So what do you tell people like if they're on that fence?
1: Well, this is, this is extremely important to me. And I'm glad you brought this up because we are battling every state. We are battling every state to be professional. If we have not woken up from the last year, say California, San Francisco was shut down for over nine months Because they didn't see us as professionals who deal with sanitation, you know, like skin diseases, everything, right? The things that we go through, the credibility that we have to build, the understanding of human connection and diseases and all of that. Like, it's so important to not skip that part because the last thing we want to do is have an industry that is full of people who are not trained correctly in sanitation in those guidelines especially for what we went through so I just say do your part this is a professional business industry we we are held to a standard that is just the same way as any other contracted or licensed you know career I should not so do that. Don't skip that. I think that there's a lot of people feel like, oh, I can, I can, but we're out here battling these States <laughs> to make us have the job in the career that we deserve. Right? Like I'm over like persuading people that the hair industry is not legit because it is. Oh, it's legit. Understand. No, legit. So I think that's my biggest thing is that look around and it's actually doing it just disservice to the next generation of stylists. If you're not digging deep,
2: so okay. So, kitchen beauticians, we're gonna go there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What what are your What are your thoughts? How do you How do you get someone who's been making money, you know, doing wigs, for example, that you don't need a license? You know, that's been. I mean, I'll just say that's in one of my trump cards. You know, I don't even like that anymore. But like, one of my cards where I'm just like, but you, you can have more experience. You can have, you know, what would you? How could you help? How could I'm, I'm literally talking to everyone who's listening right now. I know they're getting red. Everyone knows that I like to (laughs) really put the fire up their butt because YouTube university is not a, not a university. No, thank
1: you. (laughs) And this is whatever I'm saying right now is all with love, right? We're all in this journey of life, but it is very direct. Like, okay, let's talk about it. Right. Let's dig deep. All right. So you're, um, a kitchen beautician. Hi sink. How are you? Hi kitty cat. Hi kids running around. What's up. Okay. So let's talk about experience, right? So I'm in your vibe, right? Okay. So I'm in your vibe. So I'm doing wigs right? I don't do wigs, but I'm doing wigs now, this scenario. Yeah, yes. I'm in Beverly Hills, California. I have put in the work, built my credibility, have went to t- trainings, have fought through those hours, right? In a lot of States to be licensed accordingly to plan. And now I have guest experience. So while you're in the kitchen charging $300, Because there's no experience or you know, understanding of like this is my business, right? Because I don't know about y'all, but my guests will walk over me if I do not have rules of engagement and have standards placed and onto my business. So they will be lackadaisical. they'll spend three hours in the shower. Like now your hourly rate is two dollars and twenty-seven cents. Like because they've been in there for 12 hours, like you have to take it serious. I think that because with me, they're going to walk in and I have an hourly rate. I'm inside my business. It's my rules of engagement. They're going to follow suit or they're not in the room with me. And I'm going to charge them the house down at $3,500 minimum. Right. So it's like, and the way community, are so exceptionally brilliant you are literally one strand by one strand making this wig and i think that you know there is a way to do it because there is that lifestyle here in la like going to house calls like doing all of that Mm -hmm. but i feel like you can then make even more money when like you can't even imagine more when you are dedicated to a safe space and a business and allotted that environment, the experience. Because right now, I know for a fact, because I've been all around this US, I know that we are more alike than we are different, but I do know this, our guests are smarter, they expect more, and they want experience. They're not going to pay top dollar for you strolling into their house or or, at the, or you're at their house or they're at your house. They want a experience. What is that shampoo like? What is that? You know what I mean? Like, right. what is the feeling? what's the vibe? So don't skip, don't skip. The <laughs> don't skip the parts. Please like <laughs> dial it in. I want you to make all the money, baby. I want you to get into it. See? You want to buy a Birkin? <laughs> Hello, no, let's go.
2: Hello, oh my gosh! So, like, that's okay. We're gonna switch topics because we can go on this for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> how, <laughs> how did you come up with your your no stylus left behind? That's so what I truly uh, <laughs> needs to know. dig
1: deep into. <laughs> okay, so a little bit. So I. Kind of briefly said about my story, but at 16, I I was like, I mean, I lived in a great, like comfy lifestyle when I was growing up. My dad worked really hard, even though there were seven kids, like it, it was like all Gucci, right? So I came out at 16 and my world just got turned upside down. Like I had a really bad stepmother, a lot of trauma that I'm still dealing with today, but we're not gonna wait at it. We're no, doing that no. We're showing up. We're showing out. So I got kicked out and I always felt like my mother was never around. She was addicted to drugs in and out of prison my whole life. I met her when I was 18. So I already have abandonment issues from that left behind. Mm-hmm. Then my father walked away all the way. He was like, leave, bye, pack it up in a trash bags. So you're gone. Right? So now I'm dealing with my father. So As we know, we think, oh, our family, such and such, mom and dad, dad and dad, mom and mom, whatever, are supposed to always be there, right? When we're younger, that superhero, like, they're amazing. They they need to stay. Why aren't they staying? What's wrong with me? What's going on, right? So I always felt left behind. And as I got into this industry and through mentorship and, you know, like leading salons, managing them to opening up my own brand in 2013, had it for seven years and sold it. So I was with people. I realized that I understand the feeling of being left behind and it's my job on earth to make sure people's voices are heard. So if you are scared to walk into a room, hold my hand. Far or near, if you are lost and have nowhere to go, lean in. I know exactly what that feels like. And I know how hard it is to get out of that, to look at brighter days when all you are surrounded with is darkness. I know that. And I won't, and I know that we deal with so much pain in the beauty industry. We're around that energy. That being left behind is the worst feeling, and if I have anything to do with it, you will not be left behind. Mm. Ting ting.
2: I love that so much. And you've yeah. been doing this podcast for a while now with Nina. How yes. did you two meet? What? Yes. And what was
0: Nina. the?
2: What was the? How did that go? Because I had her on my podcast earlier, so she told me a little bit. Yes. Her, but
1: I want to know. I want to know your end. <laughs> oh, let's go. Hi, Nene, mean, Love you. I love her so much. Okay. So we met two years ago. I can't believe it's like a little over two years ago. I can't believe it's already been two years. Like we're about to hit two years of our podcast. So yeah, over two years ago, Gina Bianca was having a class. I wasn't even supposed to be there. I was like in Dayton. So my thing, a spot came open for an educator to speak and gina called me up she's like jay oh my god i need you please can you stop what you're doing this weekend please i love you you're my best friend go and i was like yes absolutely i owned a salon i couldn't do it you know what i mean i didn't work in my business 24 7 like as a stylist so i was like yeah i'll I'll go i'll go nina was there and i remember walking in me and nina made this eye contact that was like that's my bitch like i already knew Uh From looking at her, I was like, yep, I know. And then all of a sudden, fast forward to like four hours into the class, it was her time. We were dancing the house down. We were pumping everyone up. We were in that vibe. And I remember her, Daniel, saying, oh, yeah, I'm moving to LA in like a month or something. It was like really soon. And I said, never have I ever said this before. Never, never. I went, in nine months, I'm moving to LA. Like I legit- Uh Never said it to anyone but my husband, like, I want to sell the business. I'm always out in LA for like filming or like doing stuff for brands, like all of that. So I'm like, I need to go to LA. But I told her in nine months, guess what? Nine months later, I had an apartment in LA. (laughs) Bam! Talk about manifestation. Get into existence. (laughs) Manifestation, honey. I was like, I'm gonna be there. And Nina's like, shut up. So we sat down together one day and we were chilling at her house and she was like, I want to do a podcast. I was like, shut up. I want to do a podcast. Let's do a podcast together. (laughs) And she was like, yeah. She's like, what do you want to call it? I'm like, well, I really feel like we both stand for this. I know it's like what I, what I say, no silence left behind, but it's what we believe in. And I think that we should name it that. And she was like, that hits deep because we share unfiltered, you know, authentic stories people lean all the way and they talk about pain and and how they get out of it and what makes them tick and you know like that's our gig and i feel like nina tulio that day at that class i was supposed to be there that Mm -hmm. stylist who was an educator backed out for a reason and gina called me for Mm -hmm. a reason and you know nina has changed my life forever she's taught me what healthy relationships are like Mm -hmm. like she's retaught myself like what friend relationships can be and should be when leaning into the uncomfortable conversation to you know just living your truth like leaning into each other and not expecting anything but a good time right like
2: right oh see I love it. I love that there is so many different possibilities, you know, in the industry. What is one of your hardest things when you started the podcast, you know, like, you know, I know we're on a podcast. So like, what was the one thing that you're like, oh, like what was one thing you had to overcome by doing the
1: podcast? I think the time management. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> me Andy, and Nina Tulio, we don't fuck around. If anyone follows us, they know we get into it. It's like, we have so much stuff going on. We're like juggling a couple of things. So I feel like my biggest thing was that, like the time management for me, like I mm-hmm. was transitioning my life. I was selling a salon. I was like on a, on a flight to Montreal with all go filming. And I was back in LA, like building my clientele. There was so much going on that I was like, ran ragged but not because of the podcast it was everything else else so Mm. i feel like it was like working off those kinks to say like okay i need an allotted time not only for me but for the listeners in the industry who are tuning in to nina my counterpart my co-host to you know me being able to have these conversations because you have to be solid right? You can't have, when we dig deep into those stories, you have to right. be okay. So I think in the beginning that was, but it only took me three months. Nina was amazing. Three to four months. Nina was amazing. She adapted and evolved with me. That's what I believe in. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to be okay. Once I get to LA, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> let me get to LA. Cause we were doing East coast, West coast. So oh, I, my- and our guest. <sighs> their time. So they're all
2: central. It was like,
1: Oh my God. Right.
2: Just the the time zones, just for me personally, I'm like time zones, like just trying to wait, what time zone are you in? Like, that's the first thing I say now. It's not even like, hi, how are you? No, what time zone are you? I want to link up. Yep. Like, Oh my God. So I love that you said business. You've been saying business, every, every, everything is business. Yeah. How, how did you, Because you are creative and you come from a creative background, you know, theater and creatives and actors, you know, we're we're in that creative zone. How did you switch that mind to the business?
1: How? like (laughs) get into it. Okay, let's go. I'm ready. Ready? I was 24 when I opened my salon. I didn't fucking know a thing. A thing. I thought I knew people. No. I thought I knew business. Hell to the, no, all I did know is I had money in the bank and I could afford opening up a salon, thank God, right? So I was already managing salons for a couple of years, saving a lot of money. And I knew when I got to Dayton, Ohio, my husband was in the military. So we're stationed in Ohio. And when I got there, I was checking out salons and I was like, ah, uh, like, you know what I mean? Uh, and then I was like, I have to open up my own. I'm about to take over this fucking town. Like it's on. <laughs> so after six weeks, I opened it. My first year was a little rocky because I just didn't understand people like I thought I did, Uh leading them, mentoring them. I was mentored very abrasive and I could handle Uh it, right? Think about it. Like I was on the streets. It's like, you could cuss me the house down and I'm going to show up. I'm like, okay, sweet, (laughs) sweet. (laughs) Fuck it. Like, you know what I mean? It was insane. So I thought I I would lead that way Uh. because- weren't you strong enough right Mm -hmm. and i realized Mm -hmm. very quickly (laughs) that i needed support that i knew that if i was going to build exceptional credibility exceptional mentorship, like when I wanted to get into mentoring, that I really needed to take it serious. So I got a business coach, Nina Kovner, Passion Squared. Hi. yeah, uh, That's my baby. She has been a part of my journey. Uh, um, I got a business coach. I leaned into, you know, education. I would go to seminars. Like I really dug deep to become a better human and leader for the stylists that were on my team. And it took us to the top. Like I think a couple years, so two years in, I really dug deep. So the last five years of my business, we were thriving, which then in return allowed me to sell the business because it's very hard to sell a salon. <laughs> very hard to sell a salon. So I was able to do it, thank God. But it was because I took it serious. I dug deep. I was uncomfortable. I had people hold me accountable. So Even though I was holding everyone else accountable in in the building, I had someone hold me accountable in my office, Mm. right? That said, you're not going to show up today without doing your homework and not delivering results. Like, you can't do this. Close your business, you know?
2: Okay. So, I mean, you've just went very deep. So, I I just want everyone (laughs) listening to know, like, there's no filter here. Like... This like no. I wish you could see it, you know, even though I don't show it because I oh, look a hot mess. So we don't show that part, <laughs> but like, thank you for being so vulnerable. First off, I have to say that, like that, that's like, besides, you know, any, oh my gosh, I, I don't really want to switch subjects, but it's more like now we're, we're uh, mm, through mentorship. Cause you talk about that really big and self-discovery. Yeah. How, how has that, like, what? if you could tell your younger self, like right out of beauty school, like, what would it be? Like, what would that like, mm, but you have like, but don't do it broad. Do it like, like, you know, like laser focus, like, you you know, how you grew up. Like, what would you be like? What was that? That pep talk be?
1: I would say, baby (laughs) J. Take a fucking breath. Take a breath. Slow it down. like, this is not, you're running, stop running, dial it in, stop running, take a deep breath, be aware. Like, even though, so that's what I would say. Looking back as (laughs) me now, looking back, I go take a breath. There's some of the things that I could have been more patient about Hmm. that I didn't have to scream at the top of my lungs about. But then I go, If I wasn't that savage, if I wasn't that hungry, if I didn't speak up, because I always say closed mouth never gets fed. So if I never spoke up, if I never leaned in, if I never showed up, if I never did it for free, right. If I never spent 20 hours on (laughs) sets, you know, you want to die. You're like, Oh my God, hurry up and wait. If I didn't hurry up and wait, like all this time, I wouldn't be where I'm at, but I would say, and I mentor people on this. It will happen. Stop rushing it. Take a deep breath and chill out. Right? And another thing, can I say another thing? Yeah. <laughs> DJ, you're not that cool. <laughs> Hi, you're not that cool. Shut up. And no one cares. <laughs> mind blown i'm talking about this alive right now like on my social media and through my classes and my tour yeah i'm like guys this johnny cool syndrome we need to shut the hell up but like we're not that cool like like <laughs> sh- we're all digging deep we're all figuring it out we're all cool we're all cool but we're not that cool to have an ego to do this to do that like i for the longest time i had a chip on my shoulder in the beginning but I was. Still I will. I I'm not even gonna
2: lie. I I, I knew you back when, <laughs> yeah. you know. And so, like, like I, how you have evolved and yeah. grown as an artist is truly yeah. remarkable. Because I think everyone has, everyone has had yeah. the chip, has the had the tood, had the, all the things, all the things you could possibly think of, yeah. and to always come that I say that humble pie, you know, I'm like, yes. Ooh, I get that humble pie daily. So Same. I, so I, I just, I applaud you on that growth and all that hard work yes. that you did. So, yeah.
1: And I love um, that you did know me back then because listen, there's a lot so of people many... just are showing up and they see me now and it's like, no, no. Like Johnny Cole needed to take uh, 18 seats in the back room, girl. Like, so so now I tell people like we're not really that cool like you are cool but you're not that cool to like not grow not lean in not be uncomfortable not be nice not lead with love like all of that so yes I mean
2: I think I'm having sound problems pause please okay can I I can hear you you can hear me, this is awesome. Half the battle. Okay, forget my life. Okay, we're just gonna turn this off and we're just gonna keep going. Awesome. Okay, so now that I see you, can I hear you? That's the question. Hey, hey. Can you hear me now? What's
1: up? No. Yep.
2: Okay, we're gonna do this. Can you hear me now? Yes. No. Okay, so can I can hear you. That's all right. It's probably okay. You. It is me. Not what we want. Well, obviously, we're editing this part out. Can you hear me now? Yes. No. Okay. Oh, you're you talking there? To there you are. There you go. No, that's someone else. So many things just happened. <laughs> my phone rang, and then my Alexa went on, and then this went on. So, okay.
1: Yes. We're i love gonna, it
2: so sorry about that
1: did you get that last little oh, nugget that part i did not
2: i i think zoom did but let's just we'll i'll just cut that together so okay let's cool. do let yeah let's do the nugget and then we'll we'll just keep going okay it's recording okay, okay. cool hit me with the nugget
1: what was my nugget johnny Cole. Okay.
2: Johnny, cool. Did you get oh, that? I, I, yes. I got all that. So you so, got Johnny
1: cool. You're yeah, cool. Yeah. We're cool. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Okay. We can move on. Uh,
2: okay. So le- let's talk about how you got involved with Alago. Alago. Yes. My family. Let- I love
1: them.
2: <laughs> because you, you had a brand, correct? Yes. Like, yes. so what was that transition? Like,
1: so I, Okay. So going back, I was first, like I, I got, I got trained by Mitchell, educating. So I was an educator before I became like Instagram, like gig, whatever. And then, so I was already an educator, already doing that, already owning a salon, doing all that leading coaching fashion week, like all that stuff was already happening. And then I was like getting into video and I was like, Oh okay consistency I'm like all right let me just be consistent and after like a year after I deleted my old Instagram because I had like 20k followers and I deleted it Uh, it like sent everyone to the hills they were like what Beauty Launchpad magazine was like what are you doing (laughs) I was like I'm gonna do it better I'm gonna do it better got rid of it started a whole new one I mean like deleted it like you can't Uh... even find it deleted. No. So I started, I know, started over doing videos, talking my truth, leaning into my vulnerability really, really speaking like how I do now. Like I was, I was like, I'm back. It's me. It's Jay. You like me follow If You don't cool. Love you. See you around. So I was like leaning and doing videos. So then I got like real, all of a sudden a web balayage, like went like viral, like it was on everyone's mouth. It was like, mm-hmm. it was I was blowing up 10,000 followers a month. I was like, I don't even know what's happening. All <laughs> my family was like, dude, one video. I was like, no, no, no. I post six times a day now. Like, welcome <laughs> to my life.
2: <laughs> on okay, top I just went,
1: of leading. Six times a day, everyone. <laughs> a day.
2: Consistency. And now
1: I'm back on six times a day and I'm growing even more. Like, it's like just speaking truth, doing fun stuff, whatever, right? Six times a day. Six times a day. So Ooh. here's your little trick. <laughs> so then Riken, I was with Palmage teaching, doing hair shows. And Ryken was like, hi, hi. hi. Jay. Right. And I'm like, and I was actually using some of Ken, like in my Palmage focus lawn. So mm. then I was like, you know what? I'm paid, but I'm not by, I'm not a liar either. So I got to walk away from Palmage I would just fell out of love, which I love them as a company, mm-hmm. but I just, really enjoyed Riken at the moment. So I was like, yeah. I don't want to be a liar. I can't stand on the stage anymore. I'm not doing it. So I walked away and then I was like focusing on my salon. And then I started doing a little bit of independent education. And now I'm getting my name out there on social media. So they're like, Hey, come here, come there. They're flying me around doing shows. And I was at a show and all I go was like, who is Jay mm-hmm. Ladner? who is this boy? Like we need him. Like we need him. He's funny. He's fierce. Elon, the president, like first time I met him, he was like, dude, you're the next star of the industry. I'm like, thank you. I don't even know who he is. I'm like, thanks. Love you. But I'm out here just giving hugs, unicorn magic, just, you know, we're going to go to the top. Right. So he gave me some product, fell in love. And we started that relationship. So they just gave me product first. And I said, listen, I don't want to have a conversation with you until I know I love the product because I built such a phenomenal, you know, get, like raving fans, like friends mm-hmm. online that trust me because I like it. They know I'm not bought. Like mm. I, if I don't like it, I'm like, don't buy it. Get rid of it. You know what I mean? There's something about right. it. Get rid of it. So, when I fell in love with Oligo Lightner, Blacklight, that's what I got first, I was like, "This kicks Rickkin flesh this ass." Like mm. I was like, "I'm not using it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, sorry about it. I, can I really thing, step it up." Um, yeah. So I was like <laughs> so I was like, loving it, loving it, and then that relationship started, and I, I still kept a relationship with Rock Can I love them?" Like I love them. They, they were like the first people to like really pay attention to me and like show me love and support. And I will always love them. That door is never closed. But I, you know, really fell in love with the product and the family at mm. Oligo. They're a small company, three brothers, mom and dad. They're growing their, you know, business. They've only been out for almost seven years, so six. Years actually, as like Blacklight and clora I was a part of clore Gloss launching, like all of this stuff, right? So I was a brand ambassador for a year and a half, and I was talking to them about my dream position and like my credibility, my experience at Fashion Week and photo shoots and doing editorial and just being in the rooms where creative directing was happening, and mm. did it for a very long, like. Majority of my career, I was doing that in the background. So I was like, this is my dream job. Like this is where I want to go. What do you think about that? Like I'm not saying right now, but eventually I want to get there. I want to get out of like the influencer world. Like I'm still an influencer, but like I'm bigger than that. Like my credibility is like innovative in the way that I see the trends because I I was built like that I was around creative directors that's my dream position so I'm like let's go so they were like dude yeah we want you as our digital creative director so I got that promotion so it was baby steps it was a relationship being built slowly but surely me showing up delivering results you mm. know like being a go getter saying yes to opportunity even when there wasn't a check involved like, because I loved them and I wanted to build a relationship. Uh, There's some words in here that I'm slowing down because (laughs) about the knowledge that comes and the money follows. So we're, (laughs) so just building that relationship. uh, And, you know, when they gave me that position, I just like, it, it was the best feeling in the world, but that's when the work started. Like I had to show up right? It was a new position and all of that. So I love the position. Something's coming out. May 1st.
2: Uh, oh, your oh, oh
1: yes. Ah, first. First. Uh, They have her right here first. I haven't even said it on my podcast. Uh, uh, her first, babies. Heard it here May 1st. First. First. Something's very magical is coming out. Yes. And you will gag. And it Uh-oh. will look very cute on wigs so get into it Yes, see that's and
2: i'm just gonna it's all about relationships and i think we forget that at the end of the day i know for me something working with wigs i don't really have that relationship i just have their wig block but it's still about the relationship and building them and like having like those open conversations though and being willing to have them. So I'm so appreciative. Like once again, you've, you've opened up your heart and your soul on my, this podcast. Like I, once again, I cannot uh, thank you enough, but I do want to talk about your tour you're doing right now. Take back your chair tour. Hi. I want to know how it came about and how did you get booked so many places girl? I mean, <laughs> damn.
1: <laughs> I legit am like same. I'm like same. I'm still that 16 year old boy, is fighting his way through life. (laughs) I am. That's where I live. But I, I think it's okay. So let's break it down. So this is my (laughs) third tour. So my first. So Uh, my first uh, tour was Unicorn Magic, and my second one it was like a transition into that. But it was it was like me with like a lot of people, other educators doing hair shows like independently, and then. Like just me. So it was like unicorn magic part two rolled in. Like it was like, (laughs) it just rolled into each other. Right. Right. I was like going like, I think two years ago, I went to 33 locations. It was crazy. Hi, call me lady Gaga. Like Uh, I was on a flight. (laughs) I mean, every weekend I was like, let's go. So this tour, take back your chair tour is really important to me because it's been over a year since I've been on tour. It's been over a year for a lot of us who have been around humans. It's been a year for us to adapt and evolve ourselves and our business to know what we love, what we don't love, what we need. And guest experience is number one on the list, right? We don't want to be triple, quadruple book anymore. We want to dial it in. We want to level up our service ticket. We want to make the same or even more money from seeing one guest at a time instead of eight. Mm-hmm. Right? overbooked, mm-hmm. overworked is no longer the culture. And I'm sorry about it. If you're out here and you're a stylist or educator and you think that it's the culture, it's not. So I'm here to no. say we're clearing the error that overbooked, overworked lifestyle is no longer existing in our career or industry. So it's dialing in guest service. It's exploding what you love, really digging deep, leaning in, finding that voice. And I'm showcasing placement and patterns that make you more innovative, which in return makes you efficient. So it's it's digging deep. I do two live models, but that's not all. We dig deep into self-love. We get uncomfortable. We talk about things that are reality. We talk about fear. We talk about love. We talk about success and failure. And we talk about you because it isn't about me. I was just given this piece of knowledge that I need to give away. I know that. So it works for me. I do it every single day behind the chair and I know it works. I made more money since I got back than I ever have in the industry from putting our investors, AKA clients, AKA guests, now they're investors, putting them first, showing up, delivering exceptional experience and doing it efficiently. And Mm -hmm. they will be back more efficiently they will be back more often because they crave it right so now time is important to all of us because we've been locked up in the house girl so now (laughs) we don't want to be stuck in a salon for six hours that's not the reality so hi efficiency (laughs) innovation let's go come to us near you
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Where can they, A, where can they find you? Cause if, yes. if people are new to you and your experience, cause it's an experience, where can they find you? Give them all the deets. I want everything. So
1: you can ting ting. You have arrived on my Instagram <laughs> at it's Mr. J Ladner at it's Mr. J Ladner. You can go on jladner.com for my online education, my tour dates, inspiration, free education, podcast stuff, me twirling Uh, around doing cartwheels or like laying on my couch. Whatever you're going to get, you're going to get. So I can't uh, tell you, it'll happen. So jladner.com, going to eight cities this year. I say, Daniel, that that's it, but I know it's not. And all I did to answer that question, all I did was ask people like who wants to host me, and then they like reached out. So thank you to everyone who is hosting me, who's (sighs) ready to have 48 hours with me. It's a good time. I'm there for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you
2: so, so much for coming on my podcast. I can't wait to see where you're gonna go too, because your journey has already gone so far. I can't wait yes. to see where you're gonna go next and how thank deep you. you're gonna go. So everyone, make sure you check out Jay Lander and make sure you check him if he's in a city near you.
1: Yay, thank hey. you. Love you. <laughs>
2: Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Wig Hackers. I love talking about all things hair and wigs, so if you have questions, comments, queries, concerns, come follow me on Instagram. I have so much information there, at Daniel Official. I love helping and inspiring other hair artists and enthusiasts, so don't be afraid to reach out. And remember, do your hair because if you're looking good, you're feeling better.